Welcome to the Culture Power Podcast. It's your host, Stacey Grant-Lewis. Today, we're talking with Niani Tolbert. And I say we, like there's more than one person here. Today, I'm talking with Niani Tolbert of Higher Black fame. If you don't know about Higher Black, she's going to tell you all about it. Niani, so good to have you. Thank you for having me, Stacey. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you about all of what's going on and how people can help and how people can cooperate um, and participate in, uh, in Higher Black. Great. So if you want to dive into what Higher Black is, that'd be helpful. Yes. So hire, I am a marketer turned recruiter um, and I wanted to help 19 Black women on Juneteenth by offering free resume sessions. So during, you know, this pandemic, a lot of people are going through shifts in their career. Um, and also, you know, I was thinking about what I can do to help with protesting um, around George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Let's let's mention, let's say her name. Um, and so I wanted to <laughs> say her name. Um, I wanted to see how I can help. And so I, I reached out to some of my recruiting connections and posted a post on LinkedIn asking for additional help to get um, for people to donate one hour of their time. Well, within 48 hours, over 300 recruiters contacted me and over 500 Black women. Wow. Wanted, That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Over, yeah, it's, it's been insane. Um, so over 500 Black women actually reached out or, or kind of applied to get their resume matched. So I, kind, I stopped after 48 hours, took everything down, took the application down, and I thought, what did I just get myself into? What did I just commit to? <laughs> yeah. I am, um, I'm furloughed, so I have all the time in the world, and I was just like, why not try to match as many people as possible? If I have that resource, if there's a demand on both sides, and I have the time, I can go ahead and do that. So Higher Black started off as resume matching, and we've matched over one, over 300 women to recruiters at top companies, um, but That's it has numbers. shifted. Good numbers. 300 <laughs> women already? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, so we did that as of early August, 300 Black women wow. um, have, were, were connected to these mentors. And um, at the end of August, or in the beginning of August, we decided to shift into a different model. So we had already created a Slack group that has over, right now, over 2,500 people that are asked, so they're connecting with each other, asking each other, you know, giving each other some tips. Um, and I, we wanted to be able to help a big amount of people um, with the capacity that we have. You know, we're, we were just volunteers, you know, offering part-time part -time help. Um, so we decided to shift into doing more workshops um, and, and things like that so that when people are holding their hand up, hand up people can actually get help. Right. So more like uh, practical workshops instead of just reading about things, essentially. So let's talk about... Yes. Uh, Let's talk. I just want to jump to something else because it just struck me. The reason why you even started this, you're a marketing recruiter. So is it because you saw a lack of black female presence or black presence in what you were doing? What was the impetus for this? Yes, yes. So I'm a marketer turn recruiter. So in the marketing space, I didn't see a lot of people. Um, and I'm a technical recruiter. So in, in tech, you know, there's also not a lot of black women. Um, there's talents out there, but there's also not a lot of black women. I also see how transactional recruiting can be. 
Um, sometimes when you have to meet certain deadlines, sometimes, you know, when you're kind of just asking your um, who's within your the, the the current company, who's within your network, they often have people that look like themselves. And so I wanted to give an opportunity to share what I've learned and bring more Black women um, into these spaces because a lot of people say this is a pipeline issue. Don't think it's a pipeline issue. I think it's just a network issue. Um, and I think, you know, there are people that are more connected um, because of generational wealth, the generational gaps. There's just, that just exists. So I want to create a network where people can be open, know of more opportunities and have those ends, just like a lot of other people are able to have those ends. Okay, so as a black woman, how, if I know about um, Hire Black and I want to use, is it a service or is it a, like you just described, just a networking platform? Like how would I go about using it as a novice who's barely heard about you? Just pretend. Yes, yes. About so, you at all. <laughs> yeah, so if you go to hireblacknow.com, you can join as a black woman. And if you join us a black woman, we will give you, send you an invitation to our Slack group. The Slack group is a free community that will, um, that you'll be able to connect with other black women, ask questions and advice, talk about, um, see jobs that are posted and connect with allies in a single channel. And that's called the ally introduction channel. Um, and we also host weekly um, LinkedIn lives every Thursday from noon to 1230 Eastern, um, Eastern time. And so that is going to be practical advice. And we also have a summit coming up. I, I'll share a little bit more details with you because I haven't made that specific announcement, but we have a summit coming up in, um, in fall. So that's another way to get this, um, have these connections and learn um, how to personally develop your career. Oh, that's really, that's really great. Lots of solutions there for women who are interested. What if you're an ally and how would you describe an ally? Yes, thank you for asking this. It's a really good question. So um, if you are an ally, first I have to say that Hire Black in this initiative is not charity. It's not charity work. What it is, it is a commitment to restorative justice. You know, I, wow. I it's not Wait, let's 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 go back there and repeat that commitment to restorative justice. I just got the chills. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, I I want people to understand it's not about helping a black woman, because at the end of the day, we're talented, we're smart, we we're capable, you know, and it's it's about getting the opportunities that we deserve. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, Hire Black is just about spending one hour of their time to a Black woman. That's not what it is. It is committing to speak up, committing to really, really um, advocate for Black women in the workforce. And so with that being said, um, I, we all, we have a, um, we have a form where people can join as an ally. Um, right now, it is a very simple form asking for very simple information, but we are now going to pitch, change that form into very co specific commitments and say, hey, are you committed to doing X, Y, and Z? Are you committed to speaking up? And you know, we want to raise the barrier or raise the bar for what we expect from our allies. Okay, and why is that? Have you have you been finding that it's it's not meeting your expectations? Allyship on Higher Black. 
I, I don't, it's not, uh, I don't think that it's not meeting the expectations. I just want to, um, how can I say this? Since this initiative started off as more volunteering your time um, in the wake of what George Floyd, um, I think a lot of people wanted to know exactly what they can do to help. But I want for people to understand, like I said, that this hiring a Black person is not, we did something good. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not just a pat on the back. Um, and so I want to shift the narrative of what Hire Black is, which um, of which is like helping, you know, helping from, you know, helping from whatever, whatever, whatever part of their heart is coming from, which is great for help. But I want for this to be seen as a source of talented Black women. Um, yes, we have, we need guidance, but the talented Black women are here. Right. And to come here specifically to look for them. Okay. Yes, yes. Come look for them. Okay. We had a, a brief discussion about allyship and some mistakes you've seen and some corrections you wanted to make. Um, do you want to start that now? I think that there are a lot of people, their heart is in the right place, um, but they have been making missteps and continue to make missteps because they don't know any better. What do you think? Yes, yes, definitely. I think that it's, I mean, hard to wrap around for me, example, I can't even understand how it must feel to be white. Like that's just how I how I how I feel. I can't wrap my head around the idea of not right. being black. Right. And not just that, but being white now in this moment. Right? So being white in modern times now with all of what's happening and, and witnessing it. Right, exactly. And so um, I think that there's definitely a lot to take in. Um, and so what I would suggest are just simple things um, such as tone policing. I think that it's really, really important to not police um, the tone or try to um, correct someone for how they feel. Um, and it's in order to do that, you know, that for an example of tone policing is, hey, I would have done this if you would have asked nicely. You know, I think that it's important to... <laughs> allow people to feel what they feel um, and, the, and let their frustrations show um, because this is something that is, at, that is very serious, very real, and something that they've experienced in their life and their, and their ancestors have experienced. So tone policing is really, um, I, I, I think that that's, that it can be very dangerous. Um, and I understand that it's a, a lot of people may feel like it's about, you know, like be respectful and you get respected. But oftentimes, even if black women or black people are respectful, they don't get the respect that they deserve. And right. so that's just, okay. um, the second thing is centering themselves. Um, I think it's really important to make sure that, that, when you have a conversation around allyship and when you're helping um, to make sure that you're centering Black voices and you're amplifying Black voices. So um, an example is if you're at a protest, allow the Black people to speak. You know, don't take the center stage and talk about your white experience and what you've learned as an ally at a protest. Um, allow the Black voices to speak and kind of take a back seat and listen and learn when it comes to that. So um, making sure, I think a lot of the times, making sure that the Black voices are amplified and centering yourself around what they're asking for is really, really important. Agreed. So basically reduce the I feels and I thinks 
right? So when, when you're mm. listening to someone, you're participating, put that back for a moment. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Anything else? Um, I think that those are, I don't want to give too many, <laughs> too many points. I mean, I can go on for days about this and we actually will have a panel on that for in the summit. Um, but I think that, you know, those two things are some of the biggest um, cross cause some of the biggest risks um, around allyship. And they're so, I think, difficult to grasp or difficult to, um, to perfect. So once you can master those two things, a lot of miscommunication can, um, can be resolved. Agreed. I think that what people fail to understand when they do a deep dive, if they even do a deep dive is everything in this world that exists, that tells us and defines us who we are, I mean, black people, was created by somebody else. All of those definitions were created by someone else that did not look like us. All of the spaces on that map was created by somebody else that did not look like us. So for you in modern time as a white ally to tell us anything at this point, it's frustrating because we don't want to be controlled in that way. And we have been for some time. So it goes, you know, for even, I have, you know, lots of white friends and it's a delicate thing because they feel it's not their fault what's happening. Um, but they feel empathetic and they want to contribute and they have to understand that although it isn't their fault right this second, because they didn't go out and commit a crime. Um, this has been going back for a long, long time, which is why higher black even exists. We wouldn't even need yeah. that. Right. Had it been right in the first place. So. Exactly. And I think that it's, it runs so deep that the concept and idea of professionalism is a Eurocentric concept. It is. So in order, unravel what that is, you know, unravel what is professional, unravel what's dressing professional look like, what is a professional hairstyle, how is professional, you know, the, the colloquialism when it comes to English, you know, what is, what is okay and not to, what is not okay to use in a meeting, you know, you can't use slang or African-American vernacular English, like that is all assimilation, right? That's assimilation, right? And so if you want to be an ally, we have to also turn to the idea of what professionalism is and unpack that and deconstruct it and rethink it. Yes, I think that's the point where we are right now in history is that we're having to go way back to the beginning and say, okay, from the start, this is what the problem is. You know what I mean? I think we've been trying to deal with moments in time, but no, we have to go back historically. And, and acknowledge black women's rage, black men's rage of why they feel that way, even in a professional setting. So um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I hope that our listeners can actually tap into that and, and join the conversation with us. What is the biggest misconception that you think um, people have about Hire Black and, and, and you working with Hire Black from the outside? Um. I think the biggest misconception is that people are assuming that I am promoting people being hired because the fact that they're black. So giving handouts, right. this is not a handout. This is not a handout and this is not a charity. Um, there are talented folks who are in this community that deserve this, deserve these chances. Um, I think like even coming from recruiting, 
if you think about the talent pipeline and expectations and you're hiring from very specific predominantly white institutions in order to find spaces like right. Ivy leagues that have a very low, you know, right. a very low black people, then you are really, um, making the opportunity for black people hard because right. if you already know that there's no amount of people in these Ivy leagues and you are only wanting to hire from these Ivy leagues, then what is the probability? Right. Very right. well. Um, <laughs> so these ideas or concepts of, or for example, um, when you're looking for someone with work experience, and of course you want to hire the person that has this internship at this company at such a young age, oftentimes a lot of people who have had a difference, there's a difference in generational wealth when it comes to race. And oftentimes if people have the network because of the difference in generational wealth, they're able to get internships through nepotism right and so therefore you have some people that have had experience in their first years of college at these companies whereas other people who did not have that experience with nepotism not have that experience so you know really thinking about the process hiring process and who's competent and who's capable as a whole rather than using these very specific um ideas or concepts of what what people value in order to give someone a job. Um, I think that uh, we have to understand that what Hire Black is trying to do is trying to combat what nepotism has done. Affirmative action is trying to combat or is, is, the, is the opposite side or the right. parallel side of nepotism. Right. Um, it exists <laughs> because of nepotism. And I think, you know, exactly. I, According to DEI experts, those channels that are used to hire people are biased. They're racist inherently because they go through those specific um, ways of wealth that most brown people have. It is a form of, of uh, bias. Yeah, yeah. And so what I want to do is, you know, Hire Black is not about giving handouts. It's about strengthening these networks strengthening the networks among the Black community and strengthening our networks of allies so that we have the same types of resources, that we have the same types of opportunities that people who have these connections would have. Right. So that leads me to my next two questions. Um, what should the BIPOC listener, and I know that we're focusing on Black women right now, so for BIPOC people who are listening, um, don't be offended, okay? <laughs> um, what should they avoid um, right now or do in terms of getting the most out of Hire Black? So what they should do, um, I would suggest, you know, joining the community. Um, and if you are on LinkedIn, um, what we're encouraging people to do is to add Hire Black initiative as a past employer, um, put that they are a member. And if they're open to opportunities also within the title, put that they're open up to opportunities um, because we are actually, um, we have a, oh, about 1500 allies, which are recruiters and even um, um, director level and above people who are in this network. Um, we're really pushing people to um, look at the employees this is a section of our LinkedIn to connect with these 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 black folks. So that's what um, that's one thing to do. Um, be seen, be visible. Um, I would also say connect. So um, we have the what is it called the 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 coffee chat um, every every Thursday. 
in the coffee t- chat, what's and so, so beautiful about it is that people have used this as an opportunity for all of our online events to talk to each other. Like, I'll see somebody say, hey, Stacy, Hey, girl. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, and so um, use that as an opportunity to network, you know, go hop on the chat, say that you're open to connection and connect with people that are also within that chat. And so, yeah, those are two big things to get involved and get the most out of Hired Black right now. And what would you say? Those are great things because I actually was on the Slack group. I am on the Slack group and I actually referred someone to someone else via that Slack group. They were looking for a job. So it's very useful. Snap, snap, snaps. <laughs> so now let's speak to our allies um, because, you know, they have the gateway in sometimes. What should they avoid and what should they be doing right this second if they wanted to diversify um, their network with Black women? Yes. So allies, go to our company page, look at the employees and connect with Black women in the network. And if you can and if you feel comfortable in doing so, add it to your past employees, say that you are um, in, um, in past employers, say as a title, put ally or put volunteer slash open for mentorship so that people are know that they can come to you. Um, I think that once we're also, um, not only are we asking for black talent to put that, but we're also asking for allies to put that so that, you know, anybody within our community can come in and, and know that they can ask them questions and that it's a safe space to, to reach out to them. This has been really great information, Yanni. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard of another organization that exists specifically to connect black women with employers. And you know, I like that you said, this is not just about giving black women jobs just because they're black. It's giving them jobs because they've been overlooked and they're talented. So it's another channel for them to snap, 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 see success. Yes. Is there anything you want to leave our listeners yeah. with? Um, I would just like to invite all of the listeners to hireblacknow.com and see how you can get involved. Um, join as an ally or join as a Black woman. Um, again, on LinkedIn, every Thursday, we have the LinkedIn Live. And keep up, keep looking out for more information on our Hire Black Summit, which will have three tracks. One will be allyship four. So that's four allies to listen, to learn. Um, the second one is career development. The third one is life. And there'll also be more additional networking opportunities, such as one-on-one speed networking and a career fair with our partners. Wow. Looking forward to that. That's good info. Um, so I'm going to post that on the website as well. And so you, you know, People, don't worry. You'll know when it's going to be happening. I'm going to link you with Hire Black Now. Thank you so much for your time, Yanni. It's been a pleasure. I, like I said, I've been following you and seeing your work for some time, and you're doing good work. Great job. Thank you so much, Stacey. I really, really appreciate you, and thank you for taking the time to chat with me. Of course. Take care. Bye. Take care. <laughs>